What's up, everyone? This is episode number 52 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle. And as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on my social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast. My Twitter is at Wax Museum PC. And I don't want to spend a long time on the intro this week. I have a jam-packed episode for you today. It's a little bit of a change of pace, but I'm excited about it. Because a couple of weeks ago, I, I chatted with a collector named Evan, who's known on the blowout forums as GeechQuest. He has pieced together an amazing resource that lists every Panini insert by year. And he then created a listing of his top 20 Panini inserts, which is primarily what he and I talked about on this call. I know I can be critical of Panini sometimes, but there are some things that they have done very well. Um, In fact, I have a lot of Panini cards in my collection. And I do like to highlight some of the things that they've done well on here from time to time. So without further ado, here is my chat with Evan, and I hope you enjoy. All right, so... Obviously, you've got some background of collecting because you were able to piece that list together. You, you definitely have a, a good understanding of the major concepts of the hobby. So can you give us a little bit of a background to your collecting? You know, when did you start? Why did you start? What about collecting appeals to you? Ooh, so my collecting started probably like everybody else in the 90s as a child. Probably collected from 96 to 99, and then I just stopped. Went on with school, played sports. I bought a house in 2013. I bought my first house, and as I was unpacking all the stuff from my mom's house, moving it into my house, I found all my old cards from the 90s. Spent maybe a week looking through them, had no idea what I had. Uh, because I, I wasn't too in-depth into collecting in the 90s like some kids might have been. I was just like, oh, this is a Kobe Bryant card, Allen Iverson. Cool. Went through around 2013, did all my cards, didn't know what to do with them, brought them to the card store that I went to as a child. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kind of asked them, hey, what are these cards about? They told me they were all just junk. You know, everybody in the 90s thought they were going to get rich off cards. I, as a kid, thought, oh, these cards will be worth a ton. Was told they were kind of junk. Um, sold. I sold all those cards for pennies on the dollar to the card store because I looked up eBay, kind of, oh, yeah, these are all junk. Didn't, didn't really know the intricacies of cards at the time and just slowly started to immerse myself back in the hobby buying packs learning about group breaks and mostly just reading the card forums uh signed up for the card forums and then i pretty much to this day spend all my time on that damn card forum (laughs) just immersing my immersing myself with all knowledge i can and just slowly grown from there we're in 2020 so i've been back seven years collecting and always trying to find the next thing i want to collect yeah, you mentioned the forums there, and I know um, sometimes the forums can admittedly get very toxic, but um, that's one of the great qualities of the forums. If you just sit back, even if you're not comfortable contributing at some point, which you do contribute, and this list is an incredible contribution, but even if you don't contribute, there is so much you can pick up over time, and I feel like I'm learning something new every day. So just a quick plug, whether it's Blowout, whether it's somewhere else, Um, preferably not investor Facebook groups, but um, wherever you can absorb hobby content, 
I would recommend doing so because you're you're just going to always put yourself in a position to learn. Um, now, real quick, you, we've talked about uh, Kobe a little bit before because we had planned on doing this episode uh, several weeks ago, and um, I know you mentioned you started collecting in '96. Was is your interest um, was that kind of your interest in Kobe because of cards, or your interest in cards because of Kobe, or was there some correlation there? No, it, I think it started with Marvel cards, actually. Uh, all my friends growing up, we all kind of collected Marvel cards. I was more into basketball. I segued into basketball. He just came, him, Iverson, that draft class, that's just when I started opening packs of cards and collecting the cards, keeping the rookies. I was I was actually really into collecting Antoine Walker for whatever okay. reason. He had, no clue. Hey, he had a big following. So, I mean, that's kind of where I was. When I, It's crazy because I bring back these cards in 2013. I'm going through all this stuff I have. I mean, I had them sleeved in books like every child did. Had no idea what I had. Uh, come to find out, I actually had a red PMG Iverson, but I didn't know. Oh, I didn't geez. know what it was. So in that transaction where I sold it to the, the card store, they looked through most of the stuff. I don't even know if they would have noticed this. I only noticed it actually re, kind of relearning about the hobby. And I'm like, man, I let that thing go. In 2013, <laughs> who knows how much it was. But it would be a cool card to have right now. All those cards actually, they, from the lowest to that red PMG was probably the nicest. I wish I had them all back. I should have never sold them. And um, I don't want to get veer too far off topic here. But since we mentioned the red PMG, are you in the camp that those are amazing cards or I know some people are like, no, you know, they're really not that great. What, what do you think of PMGs? No, actually I'm not a fan. Um, they, they facilitate other things. So, yeah. I mean, if you have one, you can sell it. You can facilitate a lot of other things in the hobby off that one card. Um, but no, I mean, for me, I know maybe frowned upon, I'd only pick one up if I could flip it and yeah, buy, I... <laughs> buy what I want. It's not, a, it's not a collecting thing for me. I don't care about it. I don't, yeah, I don't want to um, put a damper on the people that like PMGs. I mean, a good thing is we all collect what we like, but I, I have a Dale Davis, and everyone says, oh, you have to see one in person. I own one. I, I'm not itching to get another one, but, you know, to each his own. And that's the beauty of the hobby, and that segues right. us into um, this list that you've created because there is no right or wrong answer to the top 20. So... Um, before we really dive into this thing, can you give us just a basic breakdown? What is the difference between inserts and parallels? Because there are a lot of cards that people would say, you know, well, why isn't such and such on the list? Well, it might actually be a parallel. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll go to that in that thread. Everybody wants those vintage art cards. They're like, where are those? Where are those? They're part of the base set. They're not an insert set. So, I mean, parallel would just literally be what it says. It's just a parallel card off of the base set. Uh, those PMGs, those are parallels, right? right. The, the PMG Dale Davis looks exactly like his base. It's the same card, except it has, well, in that it has the, the foil feature on it, the green or red foil feature. Insert, it's going to be completely a different tangent, a different set altogether within the master set of what whatever you're opening. P Prism, Prism has eight or nine insert sets in it. Uh, gold prisms, those aren't insert sets. Those are parallels. They're just parallels of the base card. So that is the 
the easiest way to describe what an insert is. If you flip the card over, you're not going to see standard numbering on the back of the card. It's going to be numbered to the insert set. Right. It'll look it'll look like uh, um, an actual parallel would look like the base card on the back for the most part. Um, right. And then very similar to the base card on the front. Insert something completely different. Um, exactly. Okay. So what, um, real quick also, what drew you to like inserts so much? Because obviously you, you have an affinity towards them. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't even call it that, honestly. Uh, I made the list out of boredom. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, and I was kind of thinking about it. I was always kind of looking at what I want to con- collect next and everything. And pretty much everything from the Panini era, the modern era, past decade of cards, is pretty much played out to me. I've seen it all. It's all the same every year. Um, so I was just trying to kind of study. There was no real comprehensive guide. You know, you go to Cardboard Connection or wherever you get your checklist from. It's it's not really condensed into an easy-to-find way. So my whole thing was like, oh, man, can I make it, quote-unquote, easier to find? It's a really convoluted thread. Um but I was like, it would be nice if we just had the entire list of everything, all the sets and everything. So just trying to format that, mostly for my own benefit, honestly. <laughs> right. Well, I would say um, I, I've definitely benefited from it. I know a lot of people, other people have as well. For anyone that's listening today, we will do the best we can to um, give you some of the visuals of these cards. As you know, obviously this is audio. Um, I right. would suggest if you if you are listening at home, you have a browser handy, go to Blowout. Um, this is a sticky thread, which means it's been placed at the top. It's going to stay at the top of the basketball forum. Um, the username is, Evan's username is GeechQuest. It's called the Definitive List of Panini Inserts Plus My Top 20 Ranking. Okay, so what we're going to do, um, Evan, I figured the best way to go through this is I'm going to start at 20. And okay. kind of read off some of these sets and cards. And um, if you just want to chime in and give us, you know, why why you like that card, what sticks out about that set, um, and maybe something, you know, visually that sets that set apart, and then we'll go right. from there. Does that sound good? Works for me. I'll, I'll try not to interrupt you. All right. If you do, it, you know, it's whatever. I'm sure I've interrupted you some now as well. So, all right. Number 20 is my favorite base set hoops right those of you that have listened before know that i'm i'm some well now i'm anti-hoops in 2019 and 2020 um so 2011 2012 hoops slam dunk champions okay so the the picture that you posted um has two separate shots of kobe bryant at the 1997 slam dunk contest so it's it's not i mean it's it's in contest photography obviously it's not in game because it's celebrating the dunk contest um Give us a little bit more info on those. That I wish I had it all. That's a, I like that set. There's always those threads on Blowout that come up like, man, what set would you like to see in? And it always tends to be a high-end release. Usually every time Immaculate comes in, they have all the wonky sets. So I, was, I, I had been going like, man, I really wish they had a Dunk Champions set, like a Dunk Champions auto set, even though I'm not into autos, use in-game photography. And so then basically I'm just searching, like, where can I find this? Where can I find this? Well, this is the set, that, unbeknownst to me until I made this list, it's like, oh, you actually did have a set that did this. Um, yeah, every card looks like that with the dual image. It's a really cool set. 
uh, super low end, super affordable, and not hard to find. So for me, that's personally what I like. I don't care about the value of the cards. I just, I really just like the aesthetic look of cards. Right. That is, that's, that's a killer set. They've never done anything else like that. Okay. And now there was a, I know that we're, we're talking inserts here. There is an autograph set that Panini made. And of course I can't remember the name now. Uh, I want to say it's just something like slam dunk, but there is an autograph set that has the dunk champions on it. Um, unfortunately they're sticker autos and it really visually it's kind of an eyesore, but otherwise really cool idea for the set. I don't think they included some of the high profile names in it though. It's like your Fred Jones, your D Brown, those kind of players. Intrigue had a set like that as well, I Intrigue. believe. Intrigue, that might have been what it was. I'll have yeah. to look that up. I need to do my homework now after today's yeah. episode. Yeah, but it's a jank set, so I'm like, eh. And I don't care about autos. Like, that, right. And that's a good thing about these inserts. When I made this list, there are no autos. There's no memorabilia. They have insert sets like that, just not what I'm into. All right, number 19, then, is the 2012-2013 Elite Series Class Masters, and these are numbered out of 99. Okay, so run us through that card. Uh, have you ever seen one of these in person? Not in person, just your picture no. here. Okay, these are probably the closest cards you can get to maybe that '90s vibe. Not the closest. I mean, the Kabooms they kind of they kind of go with that. Uh, again, just researching these, I'd actually had the LeBron of this for a while because it was dirt cheap to pick up. I'm like, okay, these look cool. It, it's just a neat set scribbled all over round picked in draft pick year you were drafted it's uniform it's short printed to 99 it's another set this is this would be a very 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 tough chase especially at this juncture but it's still pretty cheap to acquire uh i hadn't seen a kobe for sale in probably two years the untimely passing now there have been three or four on ebay so i've been able to pick a kobe up i'd wanted a kobe forever yeah, and, and that stuff, I mean, as, as much as possible, at least what I've seen, seems to be stabilizing somewhat. I mean, as yeah. much as I think it will. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I would have paid more for a Kobe. It's a set, like I said, you're not going to find it. Um, that Elite Series, right? That year you had Elite and then Elite Series. Mm-hmm. The Elite Series kind of was on the back burner. Not really busted, but you can't really find it. I don't know where all those cards went. Right. Uh, so you're, you're not really, I don't know if, it, this would be a tough set to put together. A very, very tough set. And it's something horrific to one of these players that really made these cards, at, at least the Kobe, it took that it took that, uh, took that horrific accident to even bring those cards to light. Right. Just, just, a, just a cool looking tough set to get. Um, and I, I don't want to compare it to this directly because it's not 3D, it's not as colorful, but just the having the words and the numbers kind of randomly placed does remind me of hot numbers a little bit. Right, a um, little bit, yeah. But not, you know, obviously I know people are going to say, oh, that's nothing like hot numbers, <laughs> just vaguely, vaguely. Um, number 18 comes from 2010-2011 National Treasures. It's called Springfield, Springfield Bound, and these are numbered to 25. Okay, tell us a little bit about that one. So what's interesting about this set is for most people in the hobby now, it's grown so big, they'll think National Treasures is just about that RPA, right? You get a base card, you get napkin patch, whatever you want to call it, 
sticker autos and you get an RPA. Yeah, well, in ten in 2010 and 11, that season, they actually did have an insert set. So generally, Panini would only put inserts in their low-end product. The high-end stuff never gets inserts, ever. This is the one time that they have done it was with this set. So I, I, it's not the greatest looking card, mm-hmm. but it's go, it's going to be the highest in non-auto, non-memorabilia insert, uh, I, I think, ever. I think even stretching back to, uh, yeah, Exquisite didn't have it. Nothing. Their inserts were all memorabilia autos. So this is going to be the highest in non, non-quote-unquote non hit you can get in an insert set. Right, and... Um, this is, I can tell that logistics is a big part to you as well, because you, you kind of alluded to it there that it's not the greatest looking card. This card honestly does not appeal to me at all. And that's not to downplay your list, but it just goes to show that, um, you know, everyone prioritizes different things in the hobby. So that's, that's the great part about collecting. Um, number 17 though, is one that I do really, really like the looks of, and that is from 2017, 2018 essentials. And that's Kobe's all-rookie team die cut. Okay, um, talk us through that one a little bit. So that's actually a set that started in hoops. Uh, I want to say Giannis has a Kobe all-rookie team in hoops yes. that year. I, th- I want to say 13-14 is the first Kobe all-rookie team. Uh, yeah, I know. I pulled an Oladipo, so I know it, it, it was at least in 2013. Perfect, perfect. Well, yeah, that would be the third year of hoops. Um, so it would have probably started there. That's a cool card. I like it. Essentials had a lot of cool inserts that year. Um, it's rare, just like it was in hoops. I believe it, it came out about one a case. It's die cut. You know, the hoops versions, there ain't no die cuts in hoops. That stuff's right. cheap. <laughs> um, so it kind of took it, kind of took it to that level. I probably wouldn't have that card on the list anymore, but at the time when I did this list, I, I thought those cards were amazing. I, I haven't checked eBay. Do they even pop up that much anymore? They didn't pop up much at the time, um, even when it came I out. I don't know. I mean, I know even like the 2013, I think I looked for an Oladipo a while ago and I couldn't find it. Of course, I pulled it and sold it and now I want one. But, you know, that's right, the way it is. Right. Of um, course. 2016 comes from, I'm sorry, or number 16 comes from 2016. Uh, 2016, 2017 Grand Reserve, which I think was that the first year, maybe only year for that product. It's, only, it's going to be the only year of that product. Yeah, I know they they kind of chopped it up and put some of that the cornerstones and different stuff after that. Um, it's right. a, it's called closing statements, and you've got a, a picture here of, of a uh, of the Kobe card. Tell us a little bit more about that. So that Kobe card, the photography is from his last game. Every card in that set, I want to say it's a five or six card set. Don't quote me. It's extremely small. Um, they all came, the, all the photography came from the last game that that player played in. So, you know, the play on words, closing statements. Here's a picture of the last game. The photography is so played out, especially these Panini cards, man. You right. get the same photo every time. So to me, anytime they do something completely different, uh, in this case, it would be photography, I, I just think that's a special thing. You, you'll get you'll get Kobe final game shots, but I believe the Wilt is like his only card that has that he has from his final game. So it's uh, above and beyond to me in a design aspect where a lot of stuff is just kind of cut, chopped, and packed up. 
I'm going to have to check that out. I, I don't recall seeing the Wilt. Um, it's interesting that some of these sets that they really put a lot of, seems like they put a lot of time and thought into um, their one-off sets, of course. Um, number 15 is from 2013-2014 Titanium. It's called Atomic Numbers, and these are numbered to 99. Um, so you've got a picture. It looks like this is Otto Porter on the one that's shown here. Was this rookie only? Uh, no, it's actually any player who wore jersey ninety nine. I should pull. I should have my information better assessed on my computer right now, so I could look through the checklist. But no, uh, yeah, any player throughout history who wore number twenty two, which is the atomic number for titanium, thus kind of completing the full circle of the set. I, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> they're included in this set. So again, that's. I don't even think the player selection is that great, but it's just that extra design element, the callback to the the master set name. I thought that was interesting. You have to wear 22 to get in this set. It's not a not a very popular number, but that that's where that set comes from. So is there what like maybe like a Chris Copeland in there or something? Wasn't he 22? <laughs> I, man, I th- honestly every I think every player that ever wore twenty two is in the set. I want to say that set might have fifty cards in it. Okay. It's, I, I I tried to do it. It's another set. The cards don't when when you get that cheap, you know, people don't even want to sell you a dollar card because the right. shipping costs more. It's, so good right. luck. Yeah, good good luck completing it. You'll never find it. But if you do, the cards aren't expensive. I if think you, I picked yeah. up that auto. Yeah, I don't think I picked up that auto porter for like two dollars or something. If you, yeah, if you want a good cheap chase, a tough cheap chase that's going to take you a while, here you have it. That this is that's one a, you need to put an ad out there and get people digging in dollar bins. Then of course they yeah. want to they want to gouge you on the price afterward. Yeah. But yeah, th- no, uh, no, there'll be a separate there'll be a separate atomic numbers pump thread in the forum. Is right. what there'll be. Yeah, Chris Copeland is not good, but the set is blah blah blah. Yeah, Exa- right. exactly. Number fourteen is 2012-2013 playoff contenders throwback rookies, and the one you show here has a picture, um, as it indicates, of a very young LeBron because it's from rookie year. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I put this on the list because LeBron, you know, he doesn't have any autos in Panini, ipso facto, no rookies, obviously they weren't producing basketball cards. So this is interesting to me because it's like, oh, you can get rookie imagery on a Panini card from LeBron. That's pretty much why it's there. I believe that is a very tough set to find. I think I've seen when I did it, I had maybe seen two or three sales of a LeBron in a two year period. Um, the LeBron would cost you a little bit. It seems like it's gone up like, Hey, now people know about this set. So I don't know what the LeBron would even cost. Just interesting. You know, this, this could be quote unquote considered his Panini rookie card. I guess if you're a crazy person, right? The cat's out of the bag now, right? Oh no. Um, how, how about the rest of the checklist for that one? Do you have, I mean, is it quality? Is it all quality players or are there some major duds in there? Uh, I know Kobe's in it. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I'll jump ahead. I'll start picking up these uh, insert sets before we talk about them, so we can talk about the checklist. I know Kobe is in that set. Um, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty stellar checklist. Honestly, I don't. I don't think they put anyone who wasn't something. Right. In, yeah, in that you, set. Um, and I do more. 
I, I uh, actually, I, a lot of these I don't remember seeing. If I didn't pull it out of a pack, I don't remember seeing it because I do a lot more uh, memorabilia cards. But even right. like I remember with the autograph cards, I was showing someone autographs on location the other day and it's like Dirk is the main card in the set and then it's like Austin Crozier. It's like a pretty big drop off. So anytime you can get a quality set with good logistics uh, that has players that uh, made an impact in the league, that's always a bonus. Um, another 2012-2013 card comes in at number 13. This is one a lot of people I think have seen, and that's Prism USA Basketball. Um, so tell me why you've got that one at number 13 on your list. Just because Prism's big, I felt like, okay, if if you had to choose the best Prism insert they've ever done, and they all suck, none of them are that good. <laughs> Not even this, uh, Fireworks? Not a fan of that one? No, no, the far out this year is an okay looking card. The the problem with those prism inserts, if you've had obviously you've had them, everybody's had a prism insert. Uh, those cards don't look good unless you get the parallel, right? right. And you get that sh- that shine. So I was like, ah, okay, let's put a prism card in here. This is obviously the best prism insert they've done. Uh, they did the USA in fourteen fifteen. It's horizontal. Horizontal cards don't display well. Um, that that's how this got the list. The silver version's obviously better, and it, and the card looks better. I'm not into silver prisms, don't care, but it does make that card pop more. The one thing I uh, remember about the 2014, even though like you said it is horizontal, I remember the and this could be wrong. I remember the USA logo being bigger, and it was like prominently featured on there. Um, right, I believe that I believe part it was I liked flag. about it. Is it a flag? Correct. Okay, yeah. There's something something USA or a country oriented there that was uh, kind of prominent that I liked. Um, number twelve, and I think if since we're going backwards, this is your first laser cut set, and um, it makes me think it was one of Panini's first ones too because it's called 2012-2013 Innovation Laser Cut. Um, so kind of run the run through this card for us. Why do you like this one? Uh, it's just literally in the namesake, the innovation. Um, I'm trying to think. We've had die cuts in cards, laser cuts, kind of cutting on the inside of the card like that. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing. Like you said, further on the list, there's a better version of this that they did. Um, yeah, just just the plain innovation of it, honestly. Yeah, it's something different, which is, that's, that's Some- the one thing I like about your list. There's just different stuff. Right. Um, the one that he features on here, if anyone um, hasn't gone through this thread, it's it's like a black and white um, image of Steph Curry from the torso up of him dribbling, but it's not your typical kind of dribbling picture um, because they're kind of zoomed in and then there are cut areas out around him. It is a very nice looking card, um, very clean looking card. Number 11, you've got one in here that I first looked at it when I was skimming through this list and I thought this is kind of an ugly looking card but then I, I kind of read through the significance of it and and now I want to pick some of them up so this is 2015 2016 totally certified certified champions numbered to 199 yeah so it's hey, another what? set oh, yeah, I'm sorry. go ahead no go ahead no it, it's another set where the photography you're not going to find it on other cards um, all the all the imagery from the card are in-game finals action shots. That's, I mean, that's just kind of why it worked its way up there. 
I, I'm a little biased because I have the Kobe from this set. I have the mirror out of 25. Again, same thing. The out of 199, that's the real insert, but it, it doesn't have the shine, so it doesn't look as nice. You get that mirrored version, it looks great. The champions with the Larry O'Brien trophy, all of that, it, it's just something different. Most of these and most of what I like is like, okay, Panini, you're so basic. You do the same thing every time. Where are the handful of times you've gone a completely opposite direction? Those cards tend to be the ones that I like. Yeah, and this one little nice touch that I like too is that in the word the, the word champions is prominently displayed at the top. But um, you mentioned that Larry O'Brien trophy. They use that for the letter I, so that's pretty cool. Right. Um, number 10 comes from Panini's first year with the product. It's 2009-2010 Absolute Memorabilia Stargazing. Um, and just to clarify, Absolute Memorabilia was the name of the product. This is not a memorabilia card. This is still an insert. Um, so tell us, that that was kind of a different choice, I, I thought, when I'm looking at the rest of this. Tell me why you picked this one. I, I, f- I felt like you had to get a Steph Curry card in there. And again, this is my top 20 list. This isn't everybody's. Right. This is just me. I made this thing for myself. I, I have an, an affinity for space. Don't know why. Uh, okay, cool. This is a space card. Like it. Picked it up. Um, and it's Curry's rookie year, right? I think it, it's a it's a cheap way to get a Curry card. The, uh, the funny thing about that year, Curry's rookie year, is when they did inserts, Panini, they were so basic. They're, you're going to have a memorabilia version of this card. You're going to have a patch version of this card. And you're going to have an autographed, and I believe even an autographed patch. So that's how they did all their sets. So it's basically in uh, 2009, 2010, all those sets, if they're autoed, there's going to be a non-autoed version that is their quote-unquote basic insert set from that year. Yeah, you can see um, Panini really ramped up. It seemed like their effort, and they really kind of came into their own in 2012 after that NBA lockout. Maybe they had had some time off. Like, let's actually sit down and plan some of this stuff out. And then, you know, also that was bolstered by that double draft class. So it just worked out really well for them. But like you said, some of this 2009 and 2010, 2011 stuff, kind of cumbersome, right, at first because they didn't know quite what they were doing. Oh, yeah. um, it's, number it, nine is 2015-2016 Excalibur Knights of the Round, and this is a die-cut card. Um, I can't really describe this one. This is one you just have to see. So, Evan, tell tell me what sticks out about this card to you. Uh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a better explanation. I really like the Knights of the Round set. It's been around since 1213. Um, it was paper then. This is kind of that chromium finish. Uh, I think I chose this over 1415, which also had the chromium finish, just because right. of the check checklist on this one. This had Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, 1415, the, the biggest card is going to be Andrew Wiggins. He's a he's a card bum now. It's right. worthless. He's a dud. Carl Anthony T- <laughs> yeah, Carl Anthony Towns by next year, you're a bum. Porzingis, you're going to be a bum in the hobby. Um Right. But at the time, at the time, they weren't. These were super rare cards. The LeBron, like, again, that's a good card out of this set. Good luck finding one. And good luck finding one for under 100 bucks. I mean, $100, bucks, i would buy it all day at that price. You're just not going to find it. 
and and some of these um, that's kind of what's interesting about these if if you know and, and I'm learning a lot of new stuff today if you know that you know there's probably dealers that shows well this isn't serial numbered you know I'm not going to price it high they don't even check comps they don't know how to find a comp because there hasn't been one in a while sometimes you can pick some of this stuff up on the cheap um, you just have to know what's out there and that's the right. key thing you got to educate yourself or you know find people that can help educate you um, number eight though is a numbered card and it comes from all of our favorite product hoops 2016 2017 hoops NBA finals MVP and this is numbered to 99 and once again it's like I've collected most of these years actually I have pretty much every panini year I believe. I don't remember seeing these. I just don't remember seeing a lot of these cards, especially this one. Um, so tell me, what what prompted you to pick this one? Uh, like you said, you would never see it. Uh, Hoops is my favorite set. Absolutely love the set. You study that set and you realize this card. I mean, this card's been around. It was it's out this year for Kawhi. Every year they do a Finals MVP. I think they've been doing it since thirteen fourteen. I'd have to, I'd have to double check my set on it. It it was a cheap way to get a really rare card, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one in twenty cases of hoops, assuming they do two thousand, which is roughly the hoops print run. You just you're never going to see it if you open it. That's what's that. F- 400 boxes one in 400 boxes yeah you're never going to find this card if it goes on ebay the 99 percent of collectors aren't even going to know it exists because they don't analyze checklists like a nerd like i do uh so that that's just kind of what it was it was lebron's first finals mvp card he got him with the heat i don't believe panini made that with him maybe they did i could be getting my timelines mixed up no Kawhi was the first Kawhi was the first with the spurs um so this is going to be his only finals MVP card Panini makes commemorate something super rare, super unknown. Um, I, I like that. And so, ju- and just to clarify, there's, this is a one card insert. Like there's only one card on the checklist, right? Right, right, right. Just yeah, they the ha- MVP. Yeah. They have those championship moments out of 99. That's become kind of a popular set recently. You know, they'll have every player, right. uh, yeah, no, this is that one card. It's that MVP gets a card out of 99 in hoops the next year. Good luck finding it. All right, so speaking of sticking with the, the finals MVP theme, um, this one, I, I think this next card's a lot more, it's a, more visually appealing to me. Number seven is 2013-2014 gold standard finals MVP, and these are numbered to 20. So that, that um, definitely makes this... Um, stick out from other sets it looks like because you know we haven't had a lot of numbered stuff we haven't had a lot of stuff numbered that low so um, tell me what else about this really sticks out to you it's the same thing it it just commemorates uh, it commemorates moments right Mm -hmm. and that checklist you're literally you're only going to have finals mvps on that checklist i don't care for gold standard as a product but in totality they may not make the the top 20 this card did those inserts from gold standard are, are pretty stellar it's the best one they've done celebrates a moment solid checklist extremely rare right out of 20 copies i think there's a platinum out of 10 for each each player as well mm-hmm. uh and, and you're, you're only getting good nba players right i um, feel like gold standard was kind of um picked apart 
as each year goes along. It's like they took elements away from it and even some of the staples of it, like with on, on my end, the memorabilia and the bullion brand cards, um, those were huge tags to start off and then they became little tiny tags at the end. Um, right. So un- unfortunately, you know, a gold standard, I liked it at one point. I thought it was a pretty good product, but over time it kind of dwindled away. But this is one of their better offerings here. Um, number six, this is another innovation card. Um, this is from that double draft class year that we mentioned. So it's 2012-2013 Innovation Stained Glass. Um, these are, you know, just as it says, it looks like stained glass. Okay, so um, you pictured the Anthony Davis here. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that card? Uh, I know I picked it up for $40. Uh, I remember it vividly. And then I didn't see one for sale for like six months. Hadn't. Had no idea about the card. It kind of got me started, or kind of started me down this thing of finding these rare insert cards. It looks like nothing else you've ever seen. I mean, you hold up in the light; it it's almost like it is stained glass. So again, it's just another another innovation in a hobby that doesn't have many innovations. This mm-hmm. is a cool set. Thirteen, fourteen, probably the better version of this, um, especially now with Giannis on. That checklist is going to be a little bit better. Just at the time when this came out, something something I had never seen before. Right. Although your rookies still in 2012 are going to be um, kind of appealing as well. Um, right. I know I, I picked up a cheap Norris Cole lot a year or two ago, and I, obviously the player didn't pan out, and I wasn't looking for a player that panned out. He had already fizzled out by then, but it had a lot of these nicer 2012 cards in it. It had a Prism Gold. It had a or 2013 prism gold had the innovation stained glass. So, um, that was one way that I could kind of see a lot of this stuff in person. Really nice looking set. Um, number five, this is one, um, well, this, this set has been in a lot of different products and most recently we've seen it in, um, what was Kaboom in this year? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Crown, Crown Royal the past two years. Yes. Yes. All right. Which just came out. Uh, I've talked about it a little on my show, but originally Kaboom was in 2013-2014 um, Innovation, which once again, it was very innovative. And um, I'll let you tell why this set looks so much different even than the other Kaboom sets. Uh, we'll see. You know Small Town would be able to better explain this because he had the post. <laughs> I didn't even know it. It's it's just pure art. There, It's not an actual shot. It's not – I believe in the following – sets of this you know they took an image and almost made it a cartoon mm-hmm. these these cards were apparently hand drawn uh to the brim it's just something you've something i've never seen i can't remember a set like this and i mean these things that year were huge they were absolutely huge uh i i still think that that is the most collected set and to me it has to be because of the artwork the the kaboom factor the past two years at a crown royal, like the the actual holographic factor, to me looks nicer than these. But the card itself, hands down, this is the nicest kaboom set they've done. Yeah, now it's kind of like we'll take a picture and we'll put a Photoshop filter on it. But exactly um, this, you know, it's really going the extra mile. I and I I hate to say it, but it's it's part of that. You know, we like you said, we don't see a lot of innovation. They really don't need to change a lot of things. Just change the new players and bring rookies in every year. Um, but this was a time where things were changing and they were trying different things. So that's really cool. Number four, 
Number four is um, optic. Okay, it deals with optic, but it was the 2016-2017 Donruss Optic Preview. So this actually came out of Donruss, Donruss Hobby Boxes, I believe. And this was before optic we even knew it was a product. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Uh, I believe... I don't even know if they fell one a case. I know they were extremely rare and people didn't really know what they had when they got these. uh, Most of the big name rookies, the LeBrons, the Kobe's, your big players, they've sold a few times. Uh, If you tried to put this set together, you wouldn't be able to, because I don't even think the majority of these cards have been seen. You know, Donruss is not opened. There are no chase hits in Donruss. It's, it's just a jank product. It is what it is. This was a superior chase for those who knew about it. It's going to be the first time they've ever had that optic brand. It's not the first time they did a preview set. They did a hoops preview the year before hoops came out, but it, it it's kind of interesting last year. They, they did the obsidian preview, the contenders optic preview, but this was like the first time they drilled it home and they drilled it home with a set. I mean, when I made, I think I made this list almost two years ago, Optic wasn't what it was today. So these are going to be the first Optic cards you could ever get. Yeah, and even so much, if you look on ComC or if you look on eBay, it's hard to find any players, let alone good ones. Um, and I know uh, one thing I also like is some of them have different pictures than the Optic cards that eventually came out. I know Jeff Teague um, was just one of the Pacers that had a preview card, and he's holding up the jersey at the um, signing ceremony or whatever you want to call it, uh, press conference, right? And right. Um, that that's one I'd really like to find. I remember, you know, way back when it was like ten bucks. I wasn't really interested in it. Now I'd like to find it. They've gotten more expensive. Good luck, right? Good yeah, luck good, finding it. Good, now. good luck finding it. Um, and then, for, so for those of you that are digging, maybe you're digging through quarter boxes or whatever, you see um, a big stack of Donruss and there's an optic in the middle from 2016. Obviously, you'd want to pay attention to that. Also, on the perimeter of the card, there are lines that go all the way um, that are on the border. And you'll have to look at it to really understand what I'm trying to say here, but that didn't carry through to optics. So that's one visual difference that would help you to know if you found one of those or not. Well, uh, and what I'm, you I'm t- figure they also say preview on the back really big like the Obsidian did, but I don't have one in front of me. I don't believe – I got rid of all mine. I don't believe that they did. Oh, okay. I don't, re- I don't remember seeing that. If you know, if you know what the 16, op- 16, 17 optics set looks like, they're all, all the images are variations. So if you were – if you super delved into this and you were super trying to do this – you would you would be able to pick it out, but if I put if I put it in a, just a regular box, you know, a row of boxes with optic cards, you're never. I don't think there's any no. way to know where this is from. Number three, number three is another laser cut and another innovation cut, um, which we definitely don't have an innovation product anymore. Um, it's 2012 no. 2013 innovation laser cut accomplishments. Um, and this, the card pictured here on your thread is a Steve Nash card. So tell us, um, you know, I'm guessing it has something to do with accomplishments. Tell us about that. It, yes, they, uh, same thing as the last laser cut, right? They did the laser cut on the interior of the card. All the laser cuts are stars to represent how many times you had been an all-star up to the 12-13 season. Um, so 
just again, it's just another innovative design, something you'd never seen, but it's a card with meaning. The however many stars you have, that's how many all star appearances you have. That's something the uh, that year we had Immaculate do it where they numbered the cards to your all star appearances, the auto set. This is the basically the non-autoed version, non-serial numbered version. Very tough set. 25 cards in the set. I don't know anyone who's ever completed it. So the, the picture you have here is Nash, and at that point he had eight all-stars, and the stars kind of wrap around the uh, perimeter of the card. I'm guessing someone, maybe like Duncan, might even have more than that. Um, Dun- so uh, maybe one or two of those even got pretty full with stars. Um uh, Number two, and I can't even say this one, um, is a 2009-2010 Court Kings insert. Can you even give me the name of this? I don't know how to say this. <laughs> yeah, here, let me b- butcher it. it. I think it's Le Cinque Puebles. I don't know. Our, the European guys are gonna, you know, they're gonna jump down your throat <laughs> for this. You did much better than I would have done. So yeah. tell, tell me a little bit about that one. Uh. that's just another pure artwork card you see it it's got that it's framed completely canvas i mean you can't really describe it unless you saw it super it's an extremely rare set uh most people i've seen have the auto cards for sale the non-autos again another set i've never seen anybody complete i don't think in two in 2009 2010 cards maybe the worst year cards ever people didn't collect at the time they sure as hell didn't open court kings you can still find those boxes so these are probably still hidden in those boxes honestly if you can if you can find these boxes you can you might be able to pull some of these kobe cards the entire insert set are just images from kobe's career and of just, course the the one you picked here it looks like it's got to be from the nba finals because i see a bald dale davis um, Absolutely. So that's got to be when he's torching my Pacers there. So uh, that that's exactly might be what reason. It was. Yeah, that might be reason for me to not pick that one up. All right. Um, <laughs> number one. So here we are. We've made it. Okay. And uh, it's, it's been a, a solid list so far. Number one is no exception. This is 2016, 2017 studio from downtown. And um, if I were to describe these, it's it's kind of a picture of the player. And then um, some cartoonish um, depictions of some things about the city that they play for in the background. So like the, the one you pictures here has Ben Simmons. And we see Ben Franklin in the background. Um, we see different Philadelphia-related um, objects in there or landmarks. Um, can you tell us why you've got – why is this one number one? What's so special about it? I don't know if I'd keep it number one anymore. They've redone this card – now a few times i just it's something that you ha- again you hadn't seen done before it was a complete innovation if you're a sixers fan not only do you get in, in this instance ben simmons it's a rookie card for him but the the appeal of the card it has city appeal right so right. It, it, so even if you're not into cards it could be almost like an art piece for your city they They've gone completely hokey in recent years. This year, 16, 17, it was done right. The card stock's different than future iterations of this set. It, it was just a stellar set you hadn't seen before. Ben Simmons has 
the fewest cards of any rookie Panini's had, really. I, I, I'd rival his rookies with Giannis when it wasn't even produced as mu- when cards weren't even produced as much, just because he doesn't have those autos, he doesn't have those memorabilia's. This is going to probably be his top non-numbered rare card. And the irony of it being from downtown, from downtown. and it's exactly. Ben Simmons. Um, now, and that was a gripe that a lot of people had in some of these years is that the set started out as actually like a, a set of, of shooters. And then it's like, oh, why is Shaq dunking on a downtown card? So it, it kind of right. changed. And as you said, it got kind of weird over time. This set was solid. Uh, I'm a big fan of this set as well. Uh, I still, I need to pick up the Reggie Miller. I've been trying. It's got an Indy car on it. It's got some Indianapolis stuff. So I really like that. Obviously that speaks to me. Um, all right. So that's our, that's our, that's your top 20 list, I should say. And I, I think it's definitely what you've done here is incredible. I appreciate you talking about it with us today. Before you go, I got a few more questions for you. Um, is there any Let's. I know you, you made this list several years ago. Is there any insert that you can think of right now that you might add to this list now that we've gone through it? Maybe you're thinking, oh, man, I missed that, or, or something new has come out. Uh, the What were those big heads, the headliners from Spectra? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that it, it, I, I, I need to update the list. Um, that was that was an a different set. I like that. I'd probably put that in probably be 20. Uh, I wish I could think of the name it's in the thread and I did not really, I did not really know about this set, but the clear vision insert from pinnacle. Okay. So that sets cool because it's numbered. It, it's hard to describe if you were in the thread, but it basically has five iterations. You have a fourth quarter, a third quarter, a second quarter, first quarter overtime at their number to the minutes in the quarter. So the first quarter is going to be numbered out of 48. The overtime version is going to be numbered out of five. Again, that's just something, something you don't see an interesting way to do that insert set. Uh, I'd probably put that in there. Okay. Now, uh, if I were talking about, I don't even remember the, I'm going to call it the big headset. I know that's the wrong name it's, for it. it, it it's, um, it's headliners. Headliners. That's right. So not a fan of the headband set with the fuzzy pieces on it. I did like that set. I, I thought I, I almost included it in this one. That was a little too cheesy, I guess. <laughs> the, I, the, and the, and the checklist was garbage. It has like Jason Terry's in that. It might be yeah, his only, ins- might well, be his only insert card. Yeah, they, it had to be players that wore headbands, which there was. There are certain eras where headbands have been in and out. Now they're kind of back in, but at that point it was a no go. Um, right. I'm gonna add a so that I think that headband set was from past and present. I'd have to look it I, up again. I, I, um, I believe you're correct. One other, if I had to add one thing in here, and and you know we have different interests, but I noticed you've got a lot of history in here. Back when Panini seemed to put a little more effort into this, they did. Um, some dedicated ABA sets and I really appreciated those I'm a huge ABA fan myself Um, so Threads had an ABA set for a while Um, even starting in 2009 it was a real classy looking set and then also another past and present set that I like um, was called um, Changing Changing something and maybe it was just changing but um, this set had it was part NBA part ABA 
and um, it had the, a basketball in the background really big. I thought it was just a real classy looking set. So I like the the historical kind of stuff. Um, right. I'm guessing you're not maybe not an ABA guy. No, not too much. It's before my time. I don't know how old you are. I'm young. I'm I'm yeah. I'm 32, but um, I'm 30. I'm 32 as well. Uh, ABA. Other than the Spurs, they're right up the road from me. Don't don't know too much about the ABA stuff. Well, we'll see. When you follow players like Kobe that win when you're alive, um, you right. don't have to read about that stuff. But right. when your team doesn't win anything, you got to kind of um, cherish that history, even though you weren't there. I guess that's the way I look at it, unfortunately. It, exactly. So I've taken a, a much more of a vested interest in the ABA than I wish I, I would have. Um, we need an NBA title. All right. You're, yeah, your pace ain't getting it, man. <laughs> there, I know, I know. I, it saddens me, but we're not. All right, um, so real quick, a lot of the um, these 90s collectors and people that are really big in the 90s right now, um, inserts were one of the things that they really got on board with, although I think it was a lot of parallels too, even though they say they're, they're really in the 90s inserts. Um, why do you think some of the 90s insert people aren't quite on board with inserts now? Because I, I think you presented us a, a pretty um, healthy serving here of, of options. I, yeah, I think because mo- in the 90s, everything was innovation. All those cards are innovative. Golden Touch, Take It to the Net, uh, what Prime Twine. Most of it's die right. cut stuff, but it was all stuff you hadn't seen before. Panini doesn't really innovate. Their stuff runs concurrent year to year. The cards don't change. There's nothing special about them. You really have to dig. I mean, if you go run down the list, they've released so many insert sets, and so few of them are even interesting. Right. Um, but they but they do do that. So like like you said, the closing statements cards or the finals MVP card, certified champions card. If you're in the hobby, you probably don't know these cards exist. So these these supreme collectors who do this 90s stuff and are really into it just probably hadn't even looked to know honestly because if you didn't if you didn't really study this you're not going to find these sets and it it might be that um i I say this not as a a detriment they didn't get as bored as you did right you mentioned that you made the list out of boredom and um I think that's why like I've picked up on status this year and I'm like all about status. Why? Because I got bored because I got all the memorabilia cards I wanted. Um, so and now I'm, I bought a diamond card this week um, and I was bored. Now, I don't know if I like it, but that's I'm kind of branching out. So, you know, that happens sometimes we get bored. We have to branch out uh, with that being said. And, it, you know, it doesn't currently look like Panini's going to incorporate a lot of innovation what place do you think inserts have in the hobby going forward? Ooh, that's tough. You know, those insert sets of the 90s, they're pretty much worthless if they don't feature Jordan. So in the hobby, you're probably not going to have people. It seems like people are going the opposite away, away uh, opposite direction away from that. I will continue picking up these cards because they are dirt cheap and I never have to worry about uh, man, what's my card valued? What's that, right? Just right. find these find these tough-to-find sets, collect these, put them away. They display nicely in my Z folios. They'll be in the hobby for me for a while. It's just kind of unearthing them. You don't even know they're there until the cards have been out for a while. Um, they're, yeah, you, know, you and I both know 
people aren't going away from their silver prisms, man. Right. <laughs> they're but not going. They're not going away from that stuff. Yeah, we, it'll be interesting to see. Well, just the hobby. The hobby's moving at an incredible pace. Um, so who knows? Uh, maybe you know. I talked about people making pendants to wear their cards in. So may, maybe someone will want a new insert for that pendant when the silver wears off. Um, all right, right. So. I don't want to take any more of your time here. I really appreciate you coming on today. I do want to of give course. you a chance. Um, I'm going to plug your thread before I, I, I let you speak here because I I don't know if you were going to, but that is a must, uh, something you must check out. So please check out that thread. It's on the blowout forums. It's stickied in the basketball forum. Once again, it's called the definitive list of Panini inserts plus my top 20 ranking. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug before we go today? I have nothing to plug, man. Uh, I do apologize if anyone's ever seen that thread and they're like, why hasn't it been updated? It takes a while to format it, and I'm the laziest human being in the world. I'd rather just stir drama on the forums. I find it funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to updating it. I know 1819's out. I need to finish 1819, come back into 1920. We got some sets out now. I, I'll, I'll try to stay on top of it. I'll try to change the top 20 because I, I need to change it. Um but that's about it. Nothing to plug. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, man. I'm not you. I don't have, I don't do the Twitter. I have an Instagram. I don't even do the Instagram, you know, sometimes it's, not... yeah, sometimes it's out of necessity more than anything else. Exactly. All right. Well, um, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, even if you never touch that thread again, your contributions are much appreciated. Um, just like I appreciate you coming on today. So I'll be talking to you later. For sure. Thanks Kyle. All right, so there you have it. That was Evan's top 20 Panini inserts. I want to thank Evan once again for taking the time to chat with me. And the thing that's so great about a top 20 list, and especially this one, is that there is no right answer. And that's where I'd like to hear from you guys now. What did you think of this list? Is there anything that you would add to it? Is there anything that you'd like to take away let me know on my Instagram, which is at Wax Museum Podcast, or my Twitter, which is at Wax Museum PC. I would also encourage you guys to keep a close watch on those social media channels because there's some big news involving the show that I hope to be able to share with you soon. I can't say anything yet, but I promise it's something good. So please stay tuned. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store, tag Taco Bell, and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast. <laughs>